There's a key concept that most online program owners are missing from their onboarding process. Now, you hear me talk about onboarding processes all the time, so you're probably wondering what I would be talking about that I haven't already mentioned. Well, I was reviewing some old training videos of mine, and I came across this concept and thought, why have I not shared this? I need to share it again because it is so important and I know that most of you, if you have an online course, an online membership or a coaching program, you probably are forgetting to do this. And not only is it a really important step in the process, but it's the first step in your onboarding process. So what is it? We're gonna talk about that in this episode. This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. Chances are you've probably heard me talk about the importance of onboarding before. If you have an online program, or really if you sell anything online, you need to have an onboarding process for your new customers, whether they are buyers of a physical product, whether they are joining your membership or your group coaching program, or whether they're buying a one-time course, whether you're delivering it live or via Evergreen, the onboarding process will determine the success of your users over the long run. So it's really important, which is why I talk about it all the time. But there's one concept that I've never shared publicly that I've only shared with people inside of my community that have been through my programs or a part of my consulting. And I wanna share that with you here today because I see many people forgetting to add this step into their onboarding process. And I can see why you would forget to have it because it's an unusual thing to think about because we're not gonna be thinking about our new customers or our new members. However, this is the first and maybe the most important step in your process, because if you don't do this, everything else can unravel, no matter how good your onboarding process is. This is especially important if you have a launch model. So if you have an evergreen model, this is important, but if you have a launch model, you are going to need to tune in because you have to be doing this step. And chances are you aren't doing it right now. But when I tell you, it's going to make complete sense why this is so important. Here's the concept. You can't just onboard your new members. Now, maybe you've heard me talk about my concept of ABO, always be onboarding, and how I talk about re-onboarding your existing members whenever you onboard new members and making sure that there's always a little trail back to that yellow brick road that gets people pointed into the right direction. Now, it is a similar concept, but that is not what I'm talking about today. In fact, there are two other groups of people outside of your new buyers or your new members that you need to be thinking about onboarding. Who am I talking about? Well, the first group is going to be your team. If you've ever been a part of an online product launch for a course or membership or group coaching program, you know exactly what I'm about to talk about. What happens? Everybody goes all in for a matter of a couple of weeks They put all of their energy and time in, they work overtime, and then the moment the doors close, 
where does everybody go? They disappear, right? It's a ghost town. People start binging Netflix or going on vacation. Well, what's the problem with that? Well, we've just sold a whole bunch of people into our program. Who is going to onboard them? Who is going to deliver the wow, the four seasons experience that we want to deliver to get these people off to a great start? Your one community manager who is maybe part-time? Is that the person that's going to do this all by themselves? No. You have to make sure that your team is committed to being a part of the onboarding process and is prepared to do so. The launch doesn't stop when the cart closes. And I preach that over and over again to my clients and their teams so that everybody knows that they need to be all in for two weeks after you close cart to make sure that there's a seamless onboarding experience. Now, there are some people who may feel like they don't need to be a part of the onboarding process because maybe they're not a community manager or they're not in customer support and they don't deal with the customers. But if you've ever been a part of a launch where when the cart closes, there's some link issue with the hub or the support email and everything gets flooded, the Facebook group is getting all of these messages of people not being able to get access or they can't get logged into your welcome and orientation call, you know how essential every member of the team is during the onboarding process. So we wanna make sure to enroll our entire team into the onboarding process, especially if you have a launch because you're going to be onboarding a whole bunch of people at once, which means that there's a whole lot of stress on every single system that you have in your business. So how do we do this? Well, it's not too dissimilar from what I teach with onboarding your new members. There are three thoughts that we want people leaving with at the end of our onboarding process, and that's I'm in the right place, this is possible for me, and I know my next step. We want to create those same thoughts for our team. They need to know that they are in the right place, that they're doing exactly what they should be doing by showing up and supporting in onboarding. And they need to be really clear about what their place is in that onboarding process. They need to understand that it's possible for them and know their next step which means that we need to equip them to support in the onboarding process. So how do we do this? Well, it all starts with making the connection between your onboarding process and how that supports the overall business objectives. We can't assume that everybody on the team understands the value of onboarding to the long-term health of the business, not only with retention, but with reduction in refunds, with ascension into other products, with customer satisfaction, all of that starts with the onboarding process. And we need to connect those dots for everybody on the team so that they understand the value of this process to the business in the same way that they understand the value of getting a new sale. They also need to understand how onboarding will make their job easier. So for example, somebody who is in customer support, how could onboarding make their job easier? Well, when we do an effective job of onboarding, that means that we're probably going to get less customer support tickets in the long run, right? When we do an effective job of onboarding, we get people to have more success earlier on. That creates more stories that our marketing team can leverage to get more sales. There's a ripple effect when you have a really great onboarding process, and everybody really needs to understand how that affects them and their areas of responsibility. We also want to be thinking about how onboarding impacts the people that we serve. Let's be real. All of us say that we are growing these service-focused, impact-driven businesses, yet 
it doesn't look like that when we look at where our time and energy goes as a team. Oftentimes, the majority of our time and energy goes to getting the sale and not helping people get results on the back end. So if we want to fulfill on this promise of actually getting people the result that they've purchased, then we need to start with the onboarding process. And so if you are a team that is really connected to helping your members and customers get results, which I hope you are if you're listening to this podcast, because that is what I teach then you want to make sure that kickstarts with onboarding and that your team understands the connection between delivering on the result and helping people get the transformation that they want and how we help them do that in the onboarding process. And then really practically, your team needs to know what to do and how to do it. Sometimes it's going to be easy because they're just going to be fulfilling their regular role, but in a different way or at a different scale, right? But a lot of times we need team members who maybe their energy and their efforts are really focused on marketing and they just are going to shift just a little bit to give some support to the back end during the onboarding process. So I've been a part of teams where everybody helps in customer support. We know we're going to be getting a whole lot of extra customer support tickets during the launch and right after close cart. And so lots of team members are supporting in that capacity and they have simple roles that are broken down for them that they're able to do. Sometimes it's just being involved in the community. That obviously being a community person is one of my favorite ways to involve your team. Does that mean that they need to be in the Facebook group day in and day out? Does that mean that they need to be hopping on customer calls? No, it doesn't. But anybody on your team can pop in and say a quick hello to a new member inside of a group. So it's my encouragement to you that you give them very specific ways that they can be involved in your onboarding process that don't stretch them too far out of their comfort zone, whether that's being involved with helping on the customer support ticket side, maybe it's auditing the members area to make sure that there's no tech issues or anything that is unclear. Maybe it's looking through and adding to the frequently asked questions. Maybe it's doing some moderating in the Facebook group for you, or maybe it's just looking at that welcome thread inside of your community to help welcome new people in. No matter what it is, there's something that every team member can be involved in. What if you had the right story for the right person at the right time, every time? Well, you can if you leverage my streamlined story system. I'm going to show you proven ways to collect, organize, and share stories like a pro. Just go to streamlinedstorysystem.com to check it out and use code creators to get a special discount. Okay, so you want to make sure that you prepare your team, which means having a mindset of knowing that the team doesn't shut down and disappear once the cart closes. In fact, that's where the real work begins for the next launch, because if we don't get people results, we don't have the stories to share that get us the sales in our upcoming launches. So we want to have a culture of making sure that we show up well for the people that have just purchased our program, and then we want to be really clear about how they can help support in that process. So who are the second group of people that we need to be thinking about? Well, we need to be preparing our existing community for the onboarding of new community members. Whether you have course alumni, whether you have current members, how can you prepare them for welcoming new people into your community? 
During the launch, we often forget to involve our existing community of buyers and members, which is a whole nother podcast, but you definitely don't want to forget to involve them in the onboarding process because not only is that going to be a missed opportunity, but it can actually harm the business in the long run. Why? Well, don't you think that adding a whole bunch of new people into a community can sometimes feel overwhelming for people that have been there for a while? Don't you think that maybe it can disrupt your culture if these newbies don't really understand the nuances of how the community operates? Or maybe they just start asking a whole bunch of newbie questions and makes it hard for people to find the questions that are really meaningful for them if they've been there for a while. Or maybe it just kind of jacks up the flow a little bit inside of the community. Either way, when you look at the community development lifecycle, which I talk about a lot, you know that when you onboard a whole bunch of new people, it often moves your community into a storming phase. Well, one of the ways that you can help lessen or combat that storming phase is by making sure that you have onboarded your existing community into the idea of welcoming new people into that community. So how do we do that? Well, it starts with letting them know. How many times have you opened up the doors to your community without letting your existing community know that you're opening the doors and they're about to get a whole bunch of new friends in the community? You've probably made that mistake before because I think most of us have, but we want to make sure that we let our existing community know. It's that simple. Hey, we're going to be welcoming a whole bunch of new people into the community. What comes along with that? The next question they're going to have is, well, what's in it for them? What's in it for me, right? That's what I want to know as a community member. I want to proactively communicate to them what's in it for them. They're going to get a whole bunch of new connections or new friendships or maybe the opportunity to mentor others. Maybe there's new knowledge and wisdom that can be shared with this group. It really just depends on what your community is all about and what people are there for and how you can look at adding new people to that community as a benefit to existing community members. Okay, so you want to let them know that you're going to be welcoming new people in, let them know what is in it for them, what's the benefit, and then you want to invite them to offer support. Now, this may seem really complicated. I know that often people want to develop these really robust ambassador programs, but I want you to just keep it simple at first. It kind of goes something like this. Do you remember when you were first joining our community? What would you have wanted? How would you have wanted somebody to support you so that you could get the best transformation and the best start possible? We want you to show up for our new community members in that way. We're just setting the tone and building excitement for the new community that's coming in. But not only that, we're elevating the position of existing community members to this feeling of the alumni status or the mentor status. That is an elevation. It's not just about welcoming new people in, it's about elevating our existing members into a new role inside of the community. And we wanna do this really clearly because here's what I know to be true. If we don't tell people what they need to think, they will paint a story in their head that isn't what you want, right? For many people, when new members are being welcomed into a community, these are the thoughts that they have. Oh my gosh, there are so many people coming in here. I'm just going to be one in a sea of a thousand people. Or all these new people, they're going to change things. There's change happening and I'm an OG. I'm an original. I'm not comfortable with all this change. Or this group is getting too big for me. It's going to be really hard for me to get my questions answered. 
right? Or, oh gosh, there's so many newbies in here. I'm more advanced than them. I'm more advanced than them. I need a higher level of conversation. So we have got to proactively go before them and tell them what to think about these new community members joining. We paint that picture of what it means, how it benefits them to have all of these new minds and new friendships and new connections and new wisdom and insight. We paint the picture of what it looks like to be a mentor, to be somebody who's more seasoned in this and how they can pour into the lives of other people who are coming into this community anew. We talk to them about how when we welcome people in, it brings fresh eyes to the community, it re-enlivens the community and increases the engagement and brings new perspective and overall strengthens the community. If we don't tell that story for them, they will make up their own and it's probably not going to be one that you want. So you really want to make sure that you're clear that we're welcoming people in, here are the benefits for you, and letting them know how they can support. And the final thing is making sure that they have a very clear call to action on supporting. Oftentimes, it's as simple as telling them you want them to watch out for the welcome post, right? That welcome post where people come in and they introduce themselves for the very first time Just asking your alumni members or your existing community to keep an eye on that post and say hello to new people. It kind of goes something like this. Hey, do you remember when you were new? What if you had come in and posted on that welcome post telling us about your life, where you live, what you do, your favorite ice cream, whatever those questions are that you have on that welcome post? What if you had taken the time to answer that and you didn't hear anything? It was just crickets. Here you are thinking that you're joining this amazing community of people and that you're finally going to have a place where you can belong and find people like you. And maybe it was uncomfortable for you to post for the first time in a group like this, but you did it anyways because you were encouraged to. And it didn't live up to its bargain, right? Nobody actually engaged with you or responded to you. Do you think that person is going to show up in this community again? Do you think that they're going to have some resistance to asking questions in the future inside of the group? You better believe they are. So we want to make sure that no person goes untouched, that every single person coming into our community gets a new connection when they post. But we can't do that on our own. We can't do that with just our few team members, but there are hundreds or thousands of you all, and you all can show up and you can love this new community of people that are joining us. You can help them feel like they are a part of what we're doing here, and you can invite them into more and create connection with them. You can help them see very quickly that they belong so that they show up more fully in this community from the beginning, which we know is going to help them get more results. Would you do that for us? Would you take just a couple minutes a day to check in on this welcome post and find a lonely post where nobody has been greeted yet and be the person to welcome them in? Very specific ask, very specific purpose behind it, And it gives them meaning behind the action that you're asking them to do. And that's just as simple as asking them to take a look at that welcome post. And you could do the same thing by asking them to keep an eye out for basic questions that get asked in the group and really encouraging them to respond to them. Letting them know that, you know, we as a team, we know that you all have a lot of the answers. You know where to find a lot of the things that new people are going to be looking for. So don't hesitate to respond. Don't wait on us as a team to respond. If you know the answer and you can show up and support them, go ahead and do that. We thank you for it. So you want to make sure that you take the time to prepare your community. Let them know that there are going to be new people coming in. Tell them the benefits of that, what's in it for them, 
and then invite them to support those new people and give a clear call to action and how they can do that. So although the most important group of people that you're going to be onboarding are your new customers or your new members, you do not want to forget about these other two groups because if your team is not effectively on board for onboarding, and if your existing members aren't on board for onboarding, then guess what? You could potentially have some major issues with the onboarding process for your new members. If your team isn't there to help with a customer support issue, if your team isn't there to help you when you as a community manager maybe have reached your capacity at 40 hours a week or 20 hours a week and you can't possibly say hello to another person in the group, right? You're going to need the team. You're going to need the community to show up and support the community members that are coming in. Okay. So do not forget about these important first steps inside of your onboarding process, making sure that you onboard your team and get them involved in the onboarding process and that you onboard your existing community and get them involved in the onboarding process. And this is probably the easiest way that you can elevate and up-level your onboarding process without you having to really do anything extra. All right, if you have found this valuable, can I ask you to do me a favor? Would you share this with a friend? Chances are, if you're listening to this, you know somebody that has an online course or a membership or a group coaching program, and I can guarantee you that this is something they need to hear before they have their next launch. So take a moment right now, forward it their way, and I promise you they will thank you for it, and so will I. Hey friend, thanks for listening. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe. Then do me a favor and leave a review letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalyn.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. Until next time.